Hey, it's your Zen mommy. So mindfulness is not just a practice for adults. It is so important for our kiddos that they can start to cultivate their own stress relieving toolboxes because our kids have stresses now more than ever before. So much so that the Indie Yoga Movement is a nonprofit that brings yoga and mindfulness programs to central Indiana schools and organizations. Students are led through yoga flows by certified yoga instructors. Indie Yoga Movement has helped 30,000 different students in 440 classes and over 40 different schools to show just how important it is to bring mindfulness to our kids. Today, I want to welcome Pervy Lippincott. She's been a teacher for 10 years in the Indianapolis area. She's a mother of two and a lifelong learner. She's currently on the board for the Indie Yoga Movement, and she's here to offer some mindfulness tips and exercises that you can share with your kiddos. Hey, Pervy, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited. So talk to me about your work with the Indie Yoga Movement. You have these certified yoga teachers. They come in, they teach yoga to, is it predominantly high schools? It's actually all over. We do K through 12. I have a history in athletics and sports-ish. I'm sports adjacent, I think. <laughs> so I led the classes for the high school football team at Pike. And that was really fun because... You've got such a range of experience level, skill level, you know, what they're doing, how they're using it, but they are trying to keep academic level. They're trying to keep athletic level. And it is this click, click, click that starts to happen over time that they realize like, oh, I'm attuning to myself and I'm able to like find this calm and focus. And then I can take that into my academics with me. How we do anything is how we do everything. And they kind of start to see that thread that weaves in. And there's always going to be some resistance in students. They come in after lunch and they're like buzzing and you're like, okay, how do we get them? But they start to figure out how to regulate. They show up and they're like ready to calm. They like realize it's like the shift and they settle in and by Shavasana, they're resting. And it's just like, they come out and they're there with you. I would love to see like a study in 20, 40 years following some of these kiddos that have had this seed planted and what it does or how it helps them create a stress relieving toolbox. If I would have found yoga, earlier in my life, maybe it would have saved me from some of the suffering that I had, especially in my late teens and early 20s. Maybe not. You know, I certainly would have had a different coping mechanism had I understood self-regulation, breath, meditation, yoga, some of these ways to calm myself, to relieve stress, to not numb out or not lean into some of the stress that comes with adolescence. I agree completely. You've got a breath work exercise that you would like to offer up to the listeners today? Yeah, it's a breath of the seasons. I tend to find it's like a simple metaphor, right? Seasons are the things in nature out there, but what are they? They're, they're cycles, right? That there's like a lot of activation and there's the, the fullness of something. So spring rises up to summer and then eventually things fall away and you have to kind of let go. And then what you let go of eventually becomes in winter from fall to winter, what nourishes, what grows again in the spring. If you're pregnant, you know, maybe don't do the hold or anything like that, but otherwise it is just a little breathing a little flow. Awesome. Let's get started. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, comfortable is the first key. So roll those shoulders around a little bit. See if you can get into the corners of your torso towards your hips, anchoring them into where you're sitting and then reaching up broad from your shoulders. Think about the left side of your collarbone going to the left, the right side of your collarbone going to the right, that you get to take up some space. We'll just start with a nice little inhale in, filling up, taking in breath. This idea of taking something on. And then exhale, ah, let it go. You can make it soft. You can make a little sound. 
And just notice the cadence of your breath, how it flows on its own in this moment. You can do this with the eyes open or closed. And as you pay attention to it, you might notice it shifts a little. Maybe it gets a little longer. You notice the corners of your breath, the top of the inhale, the bottom of the exhale. And we want to embody the qualities of breath, the qualities of nature, the idea that if we are of nature, connected to the nature and the world around us, we are part of these cycles. And so let's just start with an empty breath. So we'll all exhale out completely. Let all the breath go. And then as you breathe in through the nose, we're filling up like spring grows. So the idea of us breaking through the earth and sprouting and rising. Then we hold at the top. This is summer and it's full bloom. It's fire and the foliage, the canopy on top in abundance, the fruits of our labor. We start to exhale gently through the nose, the descend of fall as things no longer needed kind of fall away, descend towards the earth with gravity. And then in winter, we suspend, we hold this idea that we need pause, we hold, we nourish all that fell away to the earth is now food and guidance for the future. And we inhale in for spring. We hold for summer. We gently fall with autumn, let the breath release. And hold empty at the bottom, suspending, maintaining. And again, we inhale with spring, taking up space, growing spacious. And then we hold in that capacity, that fullness for summer. We'll exhale for fall. Maybe soften the shoulders a little, release the jaw. And then hold empty at the bottom. And the quality for spring as you inhale, we think of wood, something that grows like a tree trunk rising up, branches extending up. And then the summer, the canopy filling, providing shade and fruit. And as the Autumn arises, the golden, the falling, you know, the leaves shed so that way the tree can sustain and maintain. And eventually the leaves compost as we hold empty and they disintegrate back into the earth, provide nutrition. And then again, we sprout, the trees grow taller, they go broader, they go wider. And then that canopy grows more lush and more full and more fruit to bear and share. As you Exhale that fall, the leaves collect these big piles of joy collecting beneath us. And then eventually the holding, the suspending at the bottom of winter. We just keep that breath pattern going, that spring, inhale, summer, we hold full. Fall, we exhale. And in winter, we suspend and hold. 
It's a lot like the seasons with these youth and our nurturing in our lives. And so you can find your own breath, your own cadence, but consider yourself a part of a greater cycle. The things that you've nourished and provided that have started to grow and sprout up in your lives, relationships and children and careers and hobbies, these things that start to rise up as they're created. As we spend our time feeding them and expanding them, we grow and we get to see in the cycle its potential, our potential, what we've invested in, our time and our energy coming back to us, the fruits of our labor. Then at some point we have to decide, you know, what to keep, what to let go, how to create space for the new version, what's changed with the seasons, the cycles that continue. And that winter to kind of take a step back and an awe to turn into, to make sure we're checking in with ourselves as we engage with that around us. And again, that spring, that rising to the occasion, these relationships, these children, we feed them, we support them, these tools that they take out into the world and we get to go see them, apply them. We ourselves go apply them out in the world and are activating and really enjoying the efforts, the skills we've acquired. And then we get to kind of let go what we can no longer, right? There's only so many things within our circumstances and our circumference and what we can reach out to. We start to shed away. And in winter, we get to just be a pause of reprieve. And what do we feed? How do we feed it for the future? What are the futures we're trying to create? Can we see ourselves living in this version in our fullest self and our fullest capacity, the possibility that exists for us, future generations, all that is yet to come? As we savor and we let go, releasing any expectations so we can sit and just be, know that we are part of an essential cycle that we are all a part of a greater whole. So you in the center of it all, in the center of the seasons, no matter where you live, what season of your life you're in, these stages of growing and enjoying the, the abundance, the possibility, the ability to kind of release and surrender what isn't needed. And then to soak it all up, let it all settle. Just a few breaths. Think about what season you may be in your life right now. What pace or cadence you're moving through. That pep, that step, that wood energy of the spring where things are rising. Are you really feeling the fiery heat? The full capacity achievement of something? Are you in that shedding season, that surrendering? Even that lovely, very yin winter where we just kind of enjoy all that has come before, before we transition to the next thing, leaving space for a pause. And all these cycles repeat themselves. So let's just take a breath in. And maybe that gentle, ah, let it go. A couple more breaths to 
Come back to as you are, the boundaries of your skin, to the moment at hand. Another big breath in all the corners of ourselves. And then just letting it all settle, wiggle the jaw, lick the lips, swallow once or twice. Follow that all the way to the bottom. And then blink the eyes open. Oh, just amazing. What beautiful shift can happen in just a few minutes. That's what I need to keep reminding myself each day. Just a few minutes, just a few minutes. I really love the visualization with the breath. I really, in that moment, felt a part of the cycle of change. You know, I saw it, I've done square breathing and, you know, it's a part of my practice, but I've never done it in that way. And I loved all the beautiful metaphors and just that reminder. It's all temporary. We're a part of this greater cycle, this greater part of nature, this greater humanity, and it all continues, you know, as that reminder that no matter what you're going through, it's temporary. For any of the parents out there listening, if you want to set your kids up for success single-handedly, giving them the kind of tools to regulate, to check in with their emotions, to be a compassionate observer of their thoughts, that is what leads to joy. That's what leads to quote unquote success in life. Give them these tools. That's what the yoga we've been seeing in the schools is doing really, this resiliency factor beyond graduation rates and all those other things that we can look at to really it is this capacity to bounce back. And yoga can really be this beautiful self-tool, but it's also a communal tool. Doing it in the schools and in our communities, I think we are really already seeing and we're hearing it from the teachers and the principals and administrators that they're finding ways to self-regulate themselves. It starts with the kids. They said, what a world it will be when we have a yogi as president. So I'm still holding out hope, right? Maybe it's this generation of kiddos that we're raising and giving these tools that will go on to do great things. I sure hope so. If you love what you've listened to, you can support Indie Yoga movement. Harvey, thank you so much for your time. Where can listeners learn more about the Indie Yoga movement? You guys taking donations and if they're in the Indianapolis area, there's an event coming up with Monumental Yoga. Yeah, IndieYoga.org. Our website has, you know, what we're doing and what we're up to and our next big thing. And we're a nonprofit, so we rely heavily on the communities we're in to be able to work with. Not every school has the budgeting or when they're ready for classes, they may not have prepped their budgets for it. So those donations go really far to get us into programs that maybe can't get us in right now, but we want to pay our teachers for their time. So to support that and make access and inclusion more possible, donations go a long way. And then always June 21st, you can count on us, a monumental yoga, downtown Indianapolis. We will on the summer solstice and international day of yoga, be doing our community class and many little offerings and our village experience. And so that'll be coming up this summer. Awesome. It is the international day of yoga. So there are yoga events going on all over the whole world, June 21st. So check out your local community calendar and then look down below in the show notes. I have the links to Indie Yoga Movement where you can find out all information and look to donate and support this incredible organization. Kirby, thank you so much for sharing your gifts with the world. Thank you, Jessica.